Hey, gentlemen, welcome to the Sword and Shield Devotionals for Men. This is Robert Nolan. Well, I started last week with a special Christmas, some special Christmas episodes is dealing with the the story of the birth of Christ and all the factors and elements of the story that came in around that. Today, I'm going to talk about the villain in the Christmas story. You know, there's always a villain in every major story, and there's certainly one in, um, in the story of, of the birth of Christ, too. So one of the key characters that we see when you read through the stories around the birth of Christ is um, is the story of Herod. So, um, you know, this uh, this person is not going to be in the manger scenes. Um, he's not going to be in the beautiful painting depictions of peaceful Bethlehem. You know, he's just he's never going to be included in those scenes. But his violent presence was definitely on full display in those days. And he was King Herod. Well, Herod was 33 years old when he came into power through his friendship with the Roman emperor, Marcus Antonius. Now, think about that. He was 33, which same age that Jesus died, interestingly. In just three years, Herod crushed all of his opposition, and he then ruled with an iron fist for over 30 years. Ironically, Herod was known as the king of the Jews, since the areas he ruled was the home of the Jewish people. He was wealthy, he was intelligent, and he was highly gifted in administration, architecture and design. Essentially, this guy was a mad genius. Now for the dark side. He was an egomaniacal dictator who often had fits of rage and paranoia to the point of killing his wife, his two sons, and other close family members who he suspected of disloyalty. Now, if you'll stop and think about a few of the current dictators we have on the planet right now, isn't it interesting that we see that same type of pattern? So we got to remember the, the spirits, the dark spirits that were alive then are still alive today and still looking for places to hang out. And so it's a really interesting how we can see those things, and those patterns play out still. So if, uh, if Herod had a relative, basically he didn't really stand a chance because, uh, and it, then if you were a friend of his, what shot did you have if he wouldn't spare his family? So Herod came to resent the Jews. Um, and is any of that sounding familiar too? Uh, that someone resented the Jews in a, in a place of power. And in his reign, had literally hundreds of Jewish leaders executed when he perceived them as a threat. So essentially, if he even suspected you of being a threat, he had you taken out, probably publicly and probably brutally. Herod taxed the Jewish people into poverty and he kept them there. He wanted to keep them under his thumb. So Jesus was born in the final months of Herod's reign, just before a surviving son was about to take over the throne. Herod found out about the Messiah from the Magi, or the three astronomers who journeyed from afar to worship the Christ child. Now, obviously, they kind of stumbled into this thing, and he invited them in, and they didn't really know what was going on. and They didn't know they were being uh, tricked and manipulated, kind of made to be spies, even though they didn't know it. So after the report of the Magi, Herod's only goal, his singular focus, was to destroy this 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 new baby king who they said they had come to worship because he perceived that he was after his throne. Isn't the paranoia and the manipulation here so interesting? Like this, th- even though he's got a son who he knows is going to take over his throne, so because he wants, he does want his family line to to, to continue after he's going to die, but he perceives this baby could usurp his family line, and so he wants to take him out. So from the time the Magi first saw the star until the time that Herod ordered the Bethlehem murders, Herod calculated just to be safe that all male children two years old and under must die. Can you imagine 
being in a country where that sort of order was put out and there was no negotiation, there was nothing you could do, there was nowhere to hide. And can you imagine being the soldiers who were given those orders? Satan knew all the scriptures. He saw the star. He heard all the buzz. But of course, he wasn't in on God's plan. So he just made sure he had a palm upon in the palm of his hand to try and stop God from saving us. So really, while Herod was using a lot of other people, Herod was also being used. The enemy was using him to try to do everything he could to stop God's plan and to stop Jesus from coming to save us. So this mass killing of Israel's baby boys was a foreshadowing of the one baby who would not have his life taken by a cruel ruler, but would rather give his life for a loving king. We can look at Herod and we can shake our heads over the ego, the pride, the paranoia, and the depths of depravity to which he sunk. But you know, the bottom line, gentlemen, is the reason Jesus came at all is because we're all Herods. We all have Herod motives. We have Herod moments in our lives, and we make Herod moves to keep our own kingdom strong, to hide our weaknesses. So as we rush from place to place to celebrate Christmas and we're busy about all the stuff of of this holiday season, let's take a moment to reflect on the fact that the baby born in the city of David provides us with his presence and his power to overcome all evil and especially the evil in our own lives as we mimic the very thing that we despise about Herod, but we can also do ourselves. And you know, here's here's the really, really great news in the story of Herod. But what we see of what Jesus eventually accomplished, that we get to know what happened. There is no Herod that Jesus cannot defeat. Matthew 2, 19 through 20, it says, After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. And that's where the story continues. Gentlemen, uh, Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Go get them. This is Robert Nolan.